When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. I am Cliff. I am Brett. Welcome. Welcome. How are you? Welcome all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm all right, mate, man. Good, How was yourself? Good. I'm all right. Uh, what's happening? I've got a bit of a bad head. That's about it. Uh, Have that, you had paracetamol? Right. I've had brufen. Do they call it that? That's, that's, no, that's no good, man. That's for like swelling and that really in it. I don't know. I've put I have it dissolved in the water. You were ibuprofen. Ibuprofen is that? I think that's it. ibuprofen. That's... I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. There's a packet of white powder and I mix it with water and drink it. That's all I know. Oh dear. No uh-huh. help. I thought that was Alta Seltzer. Uh no, she uh I don't know what happened to her. We lost touch a while ago. All right. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a bit further back. I've just got. I've just moved backwards like that, and the headphones have nearly come off. And the Why? reason for that, unusual I'm on space. a no. Look, I'm swiveling. I'm on a. I'm on a swivel chair. Clip. Are you on the chaise lounge? <laughs> well, the wife has become obsessed with space, or <laughs> namely the lack of it. So she <laughs> smashed it up. Cliff. <laughs> Did she smash it up? She smashed it up. I like Took that. Took Jane's always oh. having to go at me when the stuff. I'll be like, well, I'll just throw it off the balcony then. And she gets really annoyed that that's my solution. <laughs> <laughs> throw it off the balcony. Obviously, I don't do that. Could do a you terrible should. mischief to somebody down like, there. But yeah. like, like Keith Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not here, but I probably would throw him off if he was. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Mooney like? He'd probably be annoying, wouldn't he, after a while? After not very long, probably. <laughs> after you try to get in the bath and there was piranhas in there and that. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh-huh. Drive a tank in there over your front garden and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, him and Oliver Reed were neighbours, weren't they? That would have been fun. Uh-huh. Well, they used to like out try and outdo silly pranks like yeah. that. Uh-huh. I'm sure there was one with like he he airlifted something like a not a life size but a massive t-rex into his garden or something <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. class. Hey, it was it was my wedding anniversary i um, know happy anniversary what did right? you do but not much storm babette or pipette okay. or whatever storm it was pipette. called storm uh, pipette put i the, said the word hey, pipette this week 
Did you? Yeah. This is not many opportunities you get to see it, is it? No. 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 So I thought I'd take the opportunity. So it put paid any any. Yeah, especially because you had that romantic dinner at the pier uh, planned as well. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, we decided to have just like a night in and that uh, with it, you know, pink fizz, all that kind of stuff. Nice, nice. And I thought, you know, I'll be lovely. I, I says, let's let's watch that Barbie fellow, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Let's watch that. Three minutes in, she goes, turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> she got through literally three minutes into the film. I thought it was and demanded I switch it off. Well. She wasn't having any of it. What, what was so your impression you of the first three minutes? <laughs> I was willing to stomach it, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she wasn't. She was. She was having absolutely none of it. Nada. Hey, oh, and well. uh, Cliff, what friend? Uh, what friend Shane sent us this. I, I thought I'd read it out to you. Okay. It's from John Bon Jovi. This is him talking. Okay. Okay. Liam Gallagher was giving me nuisance phone calls for over a decade. God knows how he got my number. He would ring at three or four in the morning just to tell me how shit my music was. <laughs> Sometimes he would call me the bastard son of Richard Branson, and other times he would just shout lion head down the phone until <laughs> I hung up. <laughs> in the end, I offered to pay him half a million dollars to stop ringing his and he just told us to eat shit. <laughs> what? Uh, especially like food, isn't it? it is. Especially like the fact that he was calling them lion heads. Lion heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what so a, wonderful? What a strange setup that is. <laughs> it is <laughs> madness. So what you been doing? What have I been doing? Uh, I've been to Milan. Uh, oh yes, that was quite good. I went for work. Uh, I take it you went for the fashion week. Of course. I mean, I was the guest star. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I went for work, but I was there with my mate Richie and uh, we got to sample some wonderful uh, Trattorius. (laughs) No, he didn't. (laughs) Um, Did he get uh, stabbed in the arse? I didn't get slashed in the arse. No, well, that's a bonus, Uh, isn't it? That was good. There was no pickpockets. I got me, mm-hmm. me eyes taken out by the price of beer. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> the How much is Very expensive. We're looking at in the centre where the fancy shops and that are and the cathedral and stuff. We and went to models. one bar. Uh, we went to one bar. It said happy hour, 11 euros for a bottle of beer Amaretti. <laughs> it's more expensive euros. than here. More expensive than you. Ridiculous. That is that, is that was happy enough. hour. Imagine what it was to be. That was happy <laughs> hour. Um I but then think. where we were staying was like a little bit out at the center, and it was pretty cool around there. Um, we found a market that converted into like just a place full of restaurants and bars on a night, uh, mm-hmm. like a fruit and veg market. So we went there a few times, it was pretty good. Um yeah, but here yeah, I was drinking uh they drink Campari and soda or Aperol and soda that you have in an Aperol spritz. Uh-huh. People have spritzer, um, but they just have it like on its own with some soda water. Um, and a few while drinking that, I think, uh, but it had it must have something in it that 
stripped me throat because I could not speak for three days afterwards. It was I've never had that much of it before, and uh, yeah. it was yeah, my throat was so it, so that and you were the like fact Billy Mets. I was that and that everybody literally everybody smokes there all the time. Yeah. So still very very popular pastime and still least, these days yeah, they do, do they? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. It was. I was going to say frivolous, but I was going to say prevalent. <laughs> so it's the the Italians and the French who are still smoking. Mm-hmm, just those guys, I think. Uh, I um, bet Richie Sunak is tearing his hair out at the very <laughs> idea, isn't he? Fucking, I hate that guy. What a what a cock! What <laughs> yeah. an absolute cock! Um, but other than that, Brett, um, I watched the TV show that you recommended, John Carpenter's uh-huh. Suburban Screams. Yes. You know I'm a a lover of John Carpenter. Well, this there's loads for you. This ticks lots of boxes for you, doesn't it? Well, it's sort of, Cliff, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, because it, how heavy his involvement in this particular program is uh, is you know it it remains to be seen. I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. his name's attached to it, obviously. It's called yeah. John Carpenter Suburban Screams, and he's an executive producer. And he's done the theme. He directed it. one episode. The last one. He did direct the, the last episode. You wanted However, <laughs> do you know that he didn't he wasn't actually there when he directed that particular episode? So it. he directed it remotely. Oh. He's the comfort of his own home. In, okay. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but okay. <laughs> I don't know how it works either, but uh, it, that is apparently what happened. So okay, I mean it's it's the first thing that he has done, you know, film wise. Obviously, he's he's done a lot of his music and his albums and stuff like that. But it's the first thing that he's done film wise since two thousand and ten, which is the okay. Award. So it's, well, it's quite a big time. deal if you're a Carpenter fan. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and I would have thought you were hoping for it to be a bit better than it is. Well, uh, the, the one that we've watched, we've watched the first episode, which is mm-hmm. called Kelly. Mm-hmm. Which is probably Cliff the weakest. Of oh, the is episodes. it okay? So it was the only yes. one available to me at the time. Of- it was. I don't know why you want to get uh, your box sorted. I don't know. Okay. Why didn't they all just come on at the same time? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. Is, it, is it not being released individually? I got all them up. No, I got them all in a big, big bunch. So wanna... I've seen them all. I've What's the synopsis all. of the thing? So it's a very simple synopsis for you, yes, Cliff, this week. So uh, John Cortner basically returns with a new six-part true crime anthology series which explores various terrors in seemingly perfect small towns. It's uh, the stuff that a lot of horror stories and TV shows and films are made of, isn't it? Suburban setting where things aren't quite... He's the king of that. Isn't mm-hmm. he? Because mm-hmm. Halloween is the ultimate yes. of the suburban horrors, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That was the that was the good thing about that. Well, not the only good thing, but one of them. But uh, there's various episodes about sort of serial killers, which is quite a brutal one. Um, which I've I've actually seen documentaries on the fella who that okay. was about as well. Um, that was a good one, but it was brutal. There's a there's a part where he's assaulting two women, which is quite brutal. Um, other stuff. The one that we we'll watched is is a, basically about a, a ghost and a bloke who contacts the spirit from a Ouija board. Um, yeah. 
The John Carpenter one is about a person who's been stalked, but they're being stalked through the phone and through technology and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So that's that's the one that he's done. All right. And well, it, I enjoy, obviously I enjoyed the one that John Carpenter did. Yeah. The best. Uh, so this Kelly one. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I haven't seen the rest of them. So the setup of the show is it's like talking heads of people who are involved talking yeah. you through what happened back in the day when they lived through whatever this thing is. And then basically a TV show, you're watching a recreation of it, but it's not set yeah. up as a dramatization. It's like they, those parts are like a film or like a novel TV show. Um, yeah, it, it, it's like one of those, because I, mean, I actually like these you know the, the the these type of of TV yeah. programs like Evil Lives. If you've ever seen that one, that, no. well, that that's a good one. You've not seen that. Well, that, no. that's good. So it, people would have seen these type of things before. So whether the format has become tired because mm-hmm. people have already seen them and people well, are a I little bit sick of them. I get why they've done this, and I get why it makes sense. Like you said, if there's lots of these kind of true crime shows where there's these dramatizations of the the things mixed in with mm-hmm. the, the testimonies and stuff. Uh, yeah. And who better to get involved with that on this theme than, than John Common? I get, I get it, but I just, I, it's not better really than some of those ones from this one that I've watched. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And true crime is, it is massive, isn't it? Um, since the jinx and all of those ones that we've talked about before yeah um so it, it is a huge thing this is on peacock uh yes platform we've what else have we watched that's on that there's a couple of things i think have we I'm not uh, too well sure. i've I'm, certainly I'm, watched stuff on there i mean i don't even know if you can get it in, in in the uk i mean if i didn't have me dodgy box then i don't know if i'd be able to, to watch it you know what i mean but what else that, is on is there? It a subscription thing is it it's a, it a, like a version of Netflix, yeah. Uh-huh. I've watched, uh, so the, I don't know, the one I'm looking at here, I can't get it here either, but it's got you the, likes, anyway. the likes of Bates Motel and uh-huh. the new version of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, it still shows the, the draw of John Carpenter, Yeah. The fact that he's come back and directed, even though he, he wasn't actually there, which is, I guess, is a, a bit of a disappointment, but you don't know what's going on in John Carpenter's life, do you? Yeah. You know, he might have had to do that. I mean, he's he's 75, I think, now, something like that. So you don't know what's going on with him. But just to see him back is, like, for a fan like me, mm-hmm. is massive. And, and and I have seen all of the episodes, and they're all you know they're all watchable. I did enjoy watching it, obviously, especially the the one that that John Carpenter directed. This one's like I say, probably the weakest one. Okay, so my thing with this is like I didn't really feel like those people talking were, were real people. I felt like they were still. Even thinking, well, do you think that the man's earrings, Dan's earrings, might have? Caused you to feel that way because <laughs> <laughs> he, he had uh, a number of hooped earrings. In, like he? yeah, you like the hoops. He was yeah. all for the hoops. And the, um, I, 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 I get that feeling as well. And there's a big reason for it. 
and one of them because they're they're, not. Oh, <laughs> no no apparently they are i mean especially i mean the second episode is about a serial killer that are yeah i've seen programs so on you, in the past you know so I, I know it's true because that's what you know that at the start of the, the show you get a voiceover from the wonderful John Carpenter. Yeah. And it it's saying that these are true stories. Yep. So I mean I, I think that most of them or even all of them are I was reading that only one of them can't be verified. Okay. It felt so very like true. stagey. It didn't really feel genuine. Um mm-hmm. And the style of the flashbacks of the dramatization, certainly on this one, was a bit cheesy, I thought. But actually, the story's good. I like uh-huh. the, what it's about. Um, but also, how true can it be when it's about a Ouija board? <laughs> like, you know <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, it, it, it's if you, you actually believe in that. And obviously, it's coming from the point of view of the, the main sort of protagonist, which is mm-hmm. a guy called Dan. Mm-hmm. It's his story. Yeah, so yeah. it's whether you believe him or not, isn't mm-hmm. it? I suppose but obviously, so. the, the, I mean, at, at the end, there's the sort of newspaper clippings and stuff like that, which kind of verifies the story. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So what is the story of this one, bro? So the story, it starts with a, 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 a body in a bag, and it's actually a sleeping bag. Oh, it seems to be a sleeping bag. And it's, it's sort of floating down the river, and there's a lady inside the, the sleeping bag who is alive, but mm-hmm. is very soon not. It's a good opening. Kind of Definitely a good it opening. It is a good opening. It is a good opening. Um, and the story is, is about a, a guy called Dan who decides to, you know, contact spirits on a Ouija board with his friends while having beers. And also his girlfriend, who is the cousin of this person in the bag. Mm-hmm. And the person... And the the person um, who is in the bag, Kelly, contacts them through the Ouija board. She's obviously passed on, Cliff. She must have at this point. Must have. She was just missing. Yeah, she's just missing. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, you know, the they're always local. So, like, if if you contact a spirit on the Ouija board, right, that they're always just down the street from you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> is is that how the spirit world works? Is, you know is it is it not though that they just hang about? If you were a ghost, would you would you finally do that trip to Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. I mean, if I was on the Ouija board and I was like, you know, contacting the spirits, is there anybody there? Mm. Oh yes. Where are you from? Scunthorpe. I'd say there's there's no regional bus routes. Scunthorpe. I, I can't make it. I can't make it. But I don't. That must be how the spirit world works because then the Kelly was never in their house. Mm-hmm. So she could She's not haunting that particular house. Is no, she? no. She would you know turn I mean? up though, don't you? She just turn up in a series <laughs> of hauntings. Do you, do you think there was some sexual tension between Dan and Kelly? Between Dan and the dead, like mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> well, the ghost, not the actual corpse. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, perhaps. I, I thought, I thought that, that's where it was going, to be honest. But Did you? <laughs> yeah. That would have been interesting. Like the film The Entity. Have you ever seen that? I haven't that? seen that, no. Yeah, I, I, the woman in that film doesn't welcome the uh, the rest of the spirits. Oh, okay. Oh, uh-huh. the other way around. I'm sitting. No, yeah. well, 
What way am I saying? I'm saying, would you fancy a, de- a ghost? If one well, you know that go- you know Ghostbusters where Ray gets the blowjob off that ghost. That's fair enough, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. Also, is it cheating? Well, you know, who I knows? Think we know what I think we know what the wives would say. I think we know what the wives would say. I'm still but being we, punished. We just for keep something. quiet about it, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't tell you. But uh, <laughs> I'm still being punished for something. Paul, Paul in a Dream did about seven years ago. So I'm pretty sure I go. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time. Where I wake up in the morning and like everything's everything's seemingly fine, but as the day goes on, you're like in the bad and you don't know what you've done. But it turns out you've been cheating in a dream or a whatever. Uh huh. And you're being punished for it. Happens all the time. <laughs> Shocking, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Barbie wouldn't win you around with that one either. I know that. I'm sure that's why I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> it just so, backfired. It blew up my face, didn't it? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this the show kind of the bits with the Ouija board and Dan's going a bit mad, isn't he? Like he, because he, he, it's happening. He obviously can't rationalize why it's happening, and he's uh-huh. losing his mind. He keeps having more vivid interactions with the ghost. And he's kind of, and he's in his talking head. He's saying, "I felt like I needed to help this woman. I'd failed yeah. me dad. My dad died, and I'd failed me ex girlfriend who was a druggie. And this mm-hmm. seemed like it was a chance to save somebody or resolve something. Uh, which a lot of ego in that statement. I think that he made it all about him, even though it's a dead woman." <laughs> 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 possibly quite possibly I mean the show is about him really isn't it yeah it is, it is. Um, so, you know fair enough fair deals down basically what happens is he's getting she's leading him to a place where he can find the truth and maybe find they can that discover body. the body and all of that yeah um, so I mean he, he increasingly becomes obsessed doesn't he and he loses yeah. his girlfriend because of it um, I thought she was going to be involved so at one well. point because she disappeared, right? I thought she. Yeah, well, she she wasn't very encouraging of the whole thing. Was no, she? she wasn't. Maybe his cousin. Exactly. She didn't want anything to do with it. Really, it was it was all done. And I mean, ultimately, you know, he does find the body, doesn't he? The, the ghost sort of leads him mm-hmm. to the the river bank, I guess. And sort of it drags him into the water, doesn't it? The ghost, and then he mm-hmm. wakes up. Two hikers are there. I've got no yeah, idea. Two hikers pulled him out scoop of the water. They scoop him out even of the river. They scoop him up, even though <laughs> I don't know how that would have happened because he would have been dead, really, wouldn't he? He went in the middle of the night underwater. <laughs> you would think so. You would think so because he he didn't he didn't look like awake as they were pulling him out. But there you go. <laughs> So I mean, he does. He does eventually sort of, uh, you know, find the body, but he's still not satisfied. He's not, I mean, he, he's, he's had satisfied. visions of, of why it happened and what happened. This girl was into drugs, and apparently she was at the river taking drugs with two horrific men, and she ordained, and they thought she was dead. Obviously, wrapped her up, chucked her in the river, but she wasn't dead. Yeah. yeah. So that's the version that he kind of sees in his visions yeah. through the ghost. But he I does. thought that bit was like really rushed, like the bit where you're watching that bit where you're seeing what mm-hmm. happens to her. Um, yeah. It probably lasts about 45 seconds, and that's like the review of the whole thing. 
yeah. so I was a bit like kind of I wasn't sure the weight and of the different parts of the story. Um but yeah, it's too around it looked like hillbilly guy kind of Yeah. And they were freaking out, weren't they? They yeah, were, they were really probably freaking, freaking out. out, like um, and jacking up and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there was one good bit where he was he was on the Ouija board and he got a vision of uh in the sleeping bag and he just spewed up all over the spewed, <laughs> spewed up river water all over. He, I thought that, that was my favorite bit as well. Actually, it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> that was that was really good. I think if I've got a criticism of it, I think. You know, throughout the whole the whole show, I think the acting isn't the best. No. And the other criticism that I have is whenever there's an ex- exterior shot of a house, of a street, yeah, it's they've got weird CGI. They've got really weird on effects it. on it, haven't they? Yeah, it's yeah. Bizarre. I mean, like CGI bats, CGI cats, <laughs> CGI dogs. At one point, a CGI wolf. It's completely <laughs> unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It? <laughs> and it, it it completely cheapens it. Now, it to John Cotner's credit, he has none of that in his episode. Okay. You get okay. you get shot of that completely in his episode, which, which well, it just looks executive producer. I'm pretty sure he could have said, "My name's on this. I don't want this fucking thing on it." Yeah, but then again, it's it's how much input he's had in it. Do you know what I mean? Well, because I don't know. I he think wasn't there directing was it, it for one. He yeah. was remotely directing it, you know, in his episode. So you just, just don't know how much input. But I think it's a bit it. like it does cheapen the look and feel of the episodes. I think the overall production is looks fairly cheap anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think in turn, the first thing that John Compton has put his name on in a televisual or film world for 13 years it's a bit it, it's at risk of cheapening like his stuff as well right because he i think he's oh i don't think so he's I worked hard to ever... be reappraised as not cheap shrucky director and then this looks yeah but i don't think he gives shrug. a fuck does he maybe he that's the thing fuck. about that's the thing about john Cotton, right he actually he just doesn't care <laughs> he right. honestly doesn't care so uh, i think i think it would be better if like you you had the you kind of only. I'd rather just watch the show of the thing, rather than the the people talking. And maybe you know, there's some uh-huh. shows where at the end you get like Band of Brothers is one really good example, of a very different show. But there's other shows that do that. I feel like that might have been a bit more. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, possibly. But then, then again, you've got the problem that you you don't have the best actors in the world. No. To sort of to take it off, to, you know that that was one of the the, the problems of yeah. the show. I mean that that as and obviously obviously that that sort of weird exterior stuff that we're. So talking I think about. The, the conclusion of the story was that when they found the body, still they just said she had ordeed, but obviously they were like, we don't really yeah. know why she's in a bag or why she was well, in that's a it. bag. D- Dan's, you know, he's not happy with the. The, the sort of explanation of the police that was in overdose and stuff, he's saying, well, it's still not resolved because yeah. why was she in that bag, just as you've just said? Do you know what I mean? But, like, the, the police report was like, we can't rule murder out, but there's no fucking way we're going to look into it. 
because what's the point? <laughs> that was yeah, pretty much, pretty, pretty much. But it's still unsolved in Dan's mind, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's why he said he was doing this particular program. Well, I'll definitely but, watch the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I mean they're the perfectly idea. watchable, and and some of the episodes are re- are you know are really enjoyable. Certainly from my point of view, being a a massive John yep. Cotton fan. Yeah, yeah, I'll watch but the rest of it. All right. Ultimately, ultimately for me, it's just nice to see him. Back, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, Brett, I've got a quiz for you, and you, last you? time out, you had to go to something, and the quiz is too hard. So, this one is called Skewer the Carpenter Quiz, and it's about carpenters. So, there's your right, answer, Jesus. Right? Well, wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to describe some, they're all men. I don't okay. know if there's any female carpenters, but certainly none that became famous in another field. So that's well, the be, shouldn't it? So this is be. called the Carpenter Quiz, and I'm going to give you a description of a person, um, mm-hmm. and you've got to tell me who that person is. Okay. All right? I know I know of two carpenters. Mm-hmm. Well, I've said one. Well, the first one is a musician, one half of a brother and sister blues duo in the 2000s. But he started his career as a carpenter in Detroit. See, I was going to say Jack White, but it's not his sister, is it? Well, oh, wife. oh, wife, husband and wife. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's still confusing you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, it, the is it Jack White then? It is Jack White, yes. Right, so, okay. So apparently um, there was a chair... You know he's doing. He's always doing weird stuff with his records and that. So and his hair, and his hair, yeah. So there was a a chair. Somebody had a chair that he made basically before he was famous, and for whatever reason, they looked inside it, and he, there was a record there that he made when he was like nineteen or something that he had hidden in the hope that somebody would eventually find it and wonder what it was, and it would get played and stuff like that. So he's mm-hmm. always doing that weird shit. Um, right, number two, from exploring space to recovering Nazi relics, this actor was a carpenter before he was famous. Well, this is the second person that I knew, Cliff, and, and that would be Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Apparently yes. a carpenter of some repute. Popular. Yes, I. Uh, a good, um, good old chippy. Um, okay, widely regarded as the son of God, this man made his money as a carpenter. His final days were somewhat ironic, given his profession. Is it Martin Smith? <laughs> oh, no, he was the son of Pele, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the son of Pele. I'll go for JC. Uh, yeah, I think it's Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, you're right. allowed to abbreviate three if out, you want. Three out of three. Yeah, that's, not, that's not blaspheming, is it? No, not at all. Um, Good. Right, another actor. Uh-huh. Probably famous now for the leading role on NCIS. But there's millions of NCIS. No, NCIS, not CSI, NCIS. Oh. People magazine, Sexiest Man Alive in 1986. In 1986? Yeah, because that obviously was already an actor at that point. Is it it that ginger fella? It's not Caruso, because that is CSI (laughs) Miami. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I'm, I get confused with them. I, I don't think I've ever seen NC. 
Ah, I think yes. it's an under, it's a water one, nautical CIS, something like that. <laughs> it's an underwater one, uh-huh. like I that Spielberg so. underwater thing. Remember that? What was that called? Which one? I remember that? It was the a... abyss. No, that was that wasn't Spielberg, man. That was James Cameron. There was a Spielberg thing with the fella from Jaws and Schneider. the Schneider. Schneider, yeah, Schneider. and the the, the boy, the boy out of uh, um, Star Trek: Next Generation in it. Who's the boy? I remember it? Yeah, the, the, the boy. Will Will someone? Will Will I Will Sure something? Yes, yeah, I right remember that. that. Will Sure. Yeah, that's well, sure. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, it's not of them. It's uh, right. it's the actor Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. You know who I he don't is? know him. No. Seeing the Petro Boys, or something, is he? No. 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 Okay. okay. Another actor, but a comedic mm-hmm. one. Also Ooh. a bit of a musician. He plays the miserable boss Ron Swanson in the co- comedy show Parks and Recreation. See, it's it's too American for me, Cliff. I don't, uh, I, I don't watch Parks and Recreation. Oh well. So uh, I've got no idea, Cliff. It's the man Is called it John Hugh. John Hughes, Hughes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Nick Offerman. Do you know who that is? No, but he, he sounds like some kind of uh, meat dish, doesn't he? <laughs> On the offcut of meats. Offelman. That's Offelman. Yeah, Offel. Yeah, <laughs> That's where he is, isn't he? Well, he's, I think he's a good guy. So I, I, would know. Like you to, I would like you to investigate him a little bit. Thoroughly. <laughs> Just top level. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put him at the top of your list because I'm, I'm investigating various people as we speak. Of course. I know you always are. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, Right, well, that was a quiz. You got three out of five. Two, uh, I couldn't be fair, they were more obscure the lower I went down the list of famous carpenters yeah. that had become well, that, that does still tend to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> to be honest, you haven't, you haven't quite got the grasp of, uh, of the quiz yet, have you? How long have <laughs> no, we been doing this? That Three years. Good. I liked it. it, was, I you, that was it yeah, you well, liked you wanted, it. You wanted the answer. Or you wanted those questions. Yeah, we've done one thing I asked you to do. What, what was this <laughs> musician before he was a famous musician? The answer, Carpenter. That's what you wanted yeah, for all of those. Uh, there's a Carpenter <laughs> theme throughout. But you're still <laughs> delving into obscure this at the end, aren't you? You've even admitted it yourself. <laughs> no, what I was saying was... What you, are you past... denying it now? You just said, <laughs> yeah, when obscure at the end. Now you go, no. When I went past these, there was no <laughs> fucking chance you would know who they were. <laughs> they were so who, who were the who were the other uh, famous Carlton's there? Oh, Karen. I'll, I'll let me get it. Up. That's the kind of question you wanted, isn't it? Yeah, of course, man. Okay, let me see. Get me get my famous Carpenters uh, list back up. Uh-huh. Um, I know Steve Buscemi was a fireman. Harrison Ford is top of this list. Mark Harmon is second. Jesus Christ, third. Unfair on Jesus. Then. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous, isn't this it? This is a site. I don't know if you've ever been this. I've used this for other quizzes before. It's called Ranker, where basically people rank. Well, I think, well, actually, the, the I'm going to vote for Jesus. I'm going to basically vote for Jesus to be a bit higher in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Adam Carolla, don't know who he is, an American comedian. Never don't know him. him. Dennis Nick Hoffman, Christopher Spring, Canadian bobsledder. Christopher Olympian. Spring. Oh, yeah, I could do this one. Ronnie Biggs, the great train robber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been a better one, wouldn't would it? We've added some British in there as well. Other than that, Bernie Sanders. The what, old the chicken politician. Man? The old politician. The chicken fella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh a horrible murderer. I don't think he should be on the list at all. <laughs> Who's the horrible murderer? It is uh, Richard Hauptmann. Do you know who that is? Mm, no, German carpenter so. convicted of the abduction and murder of the 20-month-old son of aviator Charles Lindbergh and his wife, Anne Morrow Lindbergh. Yeah, the heat sounds like a dickhead, didn't he? Yeah, that's awful, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and then it's... worse people after that. So that's worse that. Worse people. Um, right. Well, thanks for that, Brett. And thanks for a bit of yes. carpenter back in our lives. Um, the next episode we do is something else close to your heart back in our lives, but we'll come on to that next time. Um, we will. Music, Brett. Who we're picking? Music. Yes. Um, well, we'll we'll go with our good friend Peter Murray on on yeah, this one. I think. Pete Flash. Sick Pete Flash. Yes, with his his new track, Universe. Unfortunately, not Masters of the Universe. No, that would have been it's good. called Universes. But... They're not uh, some brackets in there, though. Well, not that at all. No. If, if you think there's going to be any brackets, I think there is brackets. Adam, the universe list. brackets full of stars. Oh, full of stars. Mm-hmm. That's good, isn't and, it? And that—that's a true statement, isn't it? Yeah, not even like not a reach or anything. It's that's true. not even a lie from Pete. No, I would. He didn't need lie about that, does he? <laughs> Universe full of water, universe full of uh-huh. full of life, <laughs> full of life. That would have been controversial, wouldn't it? Mm, well, if, uh, if Peter had said that, but yes, very good. Full of sky, um, okay, hey, yeah. We love the deep house, we do, yeah. Uh, it's another Ooh. good one. Peter came out this week as we're mm-hmm. recording. Um, we'll put links on Twitter and that. So, nice one. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Stars. Thank you.